Oh, yes, thank you, dear. How are you? Do I, uh, is Kim on the phone here? Kim? Kim. Hello? Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, just make sure you're there. Welcome. All right. Okay. Uh, first, I have order of Nancy Barry and uh, don't even know what Mr. Tyler said. Broad run. Okay. Yeah, I knew Sylvia Glass. Hi, I'm Abby Kimball oh. and I'm with PRCS. Okay. I'm Terry Hauser, the Senior Secretary for the Area Agency on Aging. I'm Craig Troxell, I'm with Parks Ramp. Sammy, I'm before Dallas District. And Tony Pasolo from uh, Leesburg. The chair. And the chair. I'm Rich Payne with the Seattle Office. Mike Wilkins, the Stockton District, and I'm the Vice Chair. And Deborah Williams, interim. And long distance, we have Kim Bryce uh, on the phone here, so we can speak up, I guess, so that Kim can hear us. of their presentation for everyone for slide. I'm sorry. 
for that little delay. Um, so thank you for letting us come and speak with you all today. I um, want to start off by saying thank you for volunteering and working to support the community. And um, just want to walk you through a few things. Craig and I are both newer to PRCS and my role is newer. Craig's role has been here, but Craig is newer to PRCS, but been here a while. So um, we'll just take a little time and Craig, I'll let you talk. Yeah, sure, sure. My name is um, Craig Troxell. I'm the communication manager for Parks and Recreation. Some may be familiar with my name as I worked with the sheriff's office for 20 years as their spokesperson. I've been in Loudoun County since uh, about 1995. If those of you who've been here a long time, it was a radio station, Wave Radio, I actually started there. I'm um, oh, out of college doing the morning show and everything like that. So, um, so been, it's, I've been here since uh, with Parks and Rec since October. Um, so I'm working closely with Abby to Working, working on all things PRCS, and including uh, working with, mostly with AAA um, and working on some things with the senior centers and adult day centers as well. I could get more information out to the community about those programs that we have available in the county. Yeah. Thank you. And um, I'm Abby Kimball, and my role is the division manager of marketing and programs. And I have been with PRCS since July. Um, prior to this um, jurisdiction, I was with the town of Herndon and um, worked with a nonprofit named Cornerstones. And then before that, I was with um, with the town of Herndon a couple times. But some of you look familiar. I used to work um, at Ida Lee, too. So I don't know if there's been Ida Lee people here. But um, so I'm really excited to be able to be here to support the department and doing more marketing efforts, working on creating more consistency with our programming. Um, and we've just been um, doing a lot of learning over the last seven months or so, and we're starting to implement things. We've um, certainly dove in with AAA and um, looking at um, different support for them. Um, so we've been working on making sure everybody understands our different roles. And so we created a, a chart that we've been sharing with staff so that they understand because um, our communications manager was here for many years and staff understood their role now that my um, position has come along focusing on marketing more, we created this chart. And um, so essentially what I'm, I, my role is to try to help sell the products more. And Craig's role is to help tell the product, tell about the product. But together we collaborate to get the information out there. So um, we, um, for AAA, um, what we have done so far is um, we've done a marketing and community assessment, marketing and communications assessment of what's been done, what's needed. Um, we certainly dove right in on the web pages and Craig, if you want to speak to that. Yeah, some of you may have noticed that if you haven't, I, you know, 
invite you to go check out the AAA page. We have done some updates to those pages to clean them up to make them a little more user-friendly um, so people can find information on those pages um, and, and laying it out um, to people can delve into more of the information that's out there. It's one of the things that we've been working on, Abby and myself, since, uh, since we started is obviously relaying to the community all that PRCS does. I think there's a lot of people um, that don't know how involved they are from, you know, from, from, from uh, you know, infants all the way up to a, a, a senior population. Um, and we're trying to get that message out there to explain to, explain to people. Because I said even before um, I joined PRCS, I wasn't always aware, and I worked for the county, and wasn't always aware of what they did. My kids all play basketball, you know, and they go through Central Loudoun Basketball League, and we go to a high school or a middle school or an elementary school to play basketball, and all that's run by PRCS. But I'm thinking it's, it's basketball league, or it's the schools are involved. When there's the little guy over in the corner or the lady over in the corner with a PRCS shirt, and they're opening up the doors so that we can go practice late at night and have games on Saturdays. Yeah, so I'm just trying to get that message out about all these programs that are involved um, that involve PRCS that are in our community, and you know we're kind of doing that whole campaign with you know, growing up with your PRCS. You know, we're there from early childhood all the way to the senior. Period. So that's one of the things we're working on is basically spreading that message and naming, making that brand. Yeah, and um, we're certainly building on a lot of success that the department's already had, and AAA has done. And Leslie and Aaron have been working really hard to get out there and do outreach efforts and share information. And so um, we're just here to help lift that up um, and talk about their goals. And so one of the goals that they shared with us was doing more outreach to Western Loudon. So we're um, working on a um, focused mailing that will go out to people that are, are the age for support and then caregivers. So um, that's something that we're going through right now. Um, another piece of what we've been doing too is trying to capture capture new photos of all the um, different program areas. So we've certainly been um, in the senior centers taking um, professional pictures to help tell the story. So this is um, uh, this is Leesburg, right? And yeah, and so um, you know, certainly getting out to to also meet the programmers. A piece of my role is to help. Um, support the programming side and looking at um, how the um, from fees to how program structured so tomorrow we'll have the programmer summit and staff from the the day centers and the senior centers will come and we'll work on um, raising awareness of pieces that relate to programming within the department from rec track to um, making sure that we're all not having the same events on the same days so um, that's that's Pretty much where we're at right now. So we're we're just starting to really um, build, and 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 hopefully in time you'll see um, results of our work. Thank you. That's uh, that you're hitting exactly what we. I've been on the, the commission for a short while, and Richard for a lot longer, but it seems to be the getting the word out to people, letting them know what's available. I, I didn't know this much about what happened until I came on this commission here. So many good programs that people should take advantage of. Uh, and uh, that's getting it out there, marketing is, is great. And the Western Loudon, we talked about that because of uh, internet uh, use uh, that came up during COVID time and how do you get word out to people? How do they find out things that they don't know how to use the computer? 
to play with that situation. I mean, people teach their. I know. I know the libraries. The people libraries have things uh, and, and senior things, but if you're not close to one of those, places, anyway. So. Oh, <laughs> okay. Anybody else have any comments or questions? Yeah, there we go. Ken, that's it. Uh, Ken, go ahead. I'm sorry. Take a look at, and I'll work with um, our staff today. We, we use um, Google Analytics to see what pages are people going to. So I can certainly take a look and see what what are the what are the um, pages that most people go to when it comes to AAA um, in the higher levels, and see if we can get make sure that those are, are highly featured on that page. But, but I don't think it's just what yeah, no, I would definitely would be interested in working with you further and seeing how we could lay it out better um, for the community. All right, thank you. How about if I just send you an email with my contact information and what are the kind of things that I'm here for people that are looking for that you can't find? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. I have to agree with Tim on that because uh, a lot of times we forget that we're computer literate. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a, a person who's never used a computer before and they just got it or they re they use it to play free cell and send email to their grandkids and that's it. And, oh, I can use it to find services. How do I do that? You know, we ha I think we have to step back and assume that this is someone who maybe never used a computer before. We have to make it that easy. Right. Not people who used it in work or anything like that. The, web, um, the website was the web page was just updated in the last few months, um, and I think it has improved. But um, so I'm not sure if you're referring to like what it looks like today or what it looks like. Oh, I'm not referring to that website at all. I'm just saying that I know that that's uh, a case with a lot of websites that they assume a certain degree of computer literacy, which my nine-year-old grandson has, but my 90-year-old uncle may not. Well, it would be really helpful to get feedback. I'm glad that we're here and talking yeah. about it. And Kim has looked at it, and she's noticed that, and I'm saying I'm seeing many websites, and I think it's something we have to, especially with the population we're aiming this at, be doubly careful to make it super simple. 
I do think it's good to look at it later. <laughs> okay, anyone else have questions or comments? We have computer literacy at the senior centers um, at least a couple times a month, and that all the time. Yeah, they actually have a really little fun, unique program called Teen Tech. Well, T Tech Tuesday, I think, is what some of them call it. Where um, some of the some of the kids, I think, they're from AOL, from the Academies of Loud, yeah. who come in, um, and seniors are invited um, to to bring in their you know their iPads, their their uh, their laptops, their or their iPhones, and, and then sit sit down with the students and actually go kind of walk them through how to use it. Like there's a there's a guy I saw this in the class with the Fantastic. He does a lot. Sometimes every week, I've seen different topics. And, you know, um, Old House, so it's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know Cascade Senior has it, and um, Ashland. Actually, all the centers will have at least um, a tech class. Is it advertised outside of the senior center? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. It's on our activity guide, okay. on the website. We share it on social media. You have to know how to use those things. <laughs> true, we true. And then, yeah. it, well, it is printed, and it's it's in libraries, it's in other public places. Yeah, that's the best you can do, really. Besides mm -hmm. okay. mailing it, right? Thank you very much. Great. Yeah. You're doing the best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. moving right along, uh, we have uh, Torby here and Mike Wilkins to talk to you about the things on that story part. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm and, and I appreciate the the time and the invitation to come and talk just about uh, FOIA and meeting schedules. The the county does have a FOIA presentation, um, Freedom of Information Act, and as I was preparing to to come and talk with you this morning, I was going through. I think it was like 37 slides on the thing, and I found myself dozing off. <laughs> <laughs> Say to start uh, this morning is as as the Commission on Aging, um, we always need to remember that you are an extension of the Board of Supervisors. As an appointed board, uh, you represent the Board of Supervisors, and and as such, uh, you fall under those same categories that um, all it's right now 53 or 54 different advisory boards or commissions have to fall under of a public body. And so um, one of the things to um, uh, always keep in mind is that a meeting, uh, which is defined as uh, more than two of you all, um, has to be advertised as a public meeting. And so Terry does a great job of making sure that these meetings are, are advertised uh, but if there is a situation where you all are needing to get together and, and have a discussion about something, if it's more than two of you, um, that needs to be advertised and be essentially open to the public. Now, I can tell you, and uh, we have four advisory boards that we work with within this department's uh, pros board, 
Advisory Commission on Youth, um, COA, and the Art Advisory Committee. Um, in all of my years being here, when we've had subcommittee meetings and whatnot, I've never ever had somebody from the public show up. Um, but we still have to advertise them as a public meeting if there is three or more of these meetings together to discuss that. Um, and and that's a part of the state code with the Freedom of Information Act. And it's just, it's very important that we keep that in mind because one of the things that I don't want to have happen is if we get into a situation where there is a significant violation of that, uh, it really puts the county in a bad um, situation because there is fines associated with that, it could be. Um, and in certain circumstances, there could be uh, uh, individual fines. So we want to avoid all of that. So the, the advertisement of those meetings have to be three days in advance. Uh, they are on the website. And again, Terry does that. Um, the one thing that uh, we get the most questions about from all of the advisory boards is electronic communication. And what does that mean? You know, what constitutes a meeting? And essentially what the county's stance that they have taken and, and put out to all of the advisory boards is that uh, if you are talking business, uh, that is before the COA or could be before the COA, um, and you are doing that as a group by email, that constitutes a meeting. Okay, so we need to be very, very careful. Reply all is not a good thing in these situations. Okay, now um, here's a perfect example. Um, uh, Dr. Silverman, you were just appointed, and I saw several emails going around here recently congratulating you and welcoming you to the COA. That's not a meeting. Um, now, that, is, uh, that is welcoming a member, and, and believe me, I would go to the mat fighting against somebody questioning that. Um, now, had um, one, had Dr. Silverman, had, had you responded to one of those emails and said, that's great, but I want to talk about how we can market to Western Loudon, and then everybody started responding back saying, Yes, here's my idea on that. And yes, we can do that. That constitutes a meeting. And so we just need to be very, very careful when we are communicating uh, via email. Um, what I would say and what I always um, talk to the folks um, on ACOI and, and uh, Parks, Recreation, and Open Space Board is you know, if we are talking policy, if we are talking about projects, if we are talking about you know, something that is uh, of the interest to the group as a whole, but there is a subgroup that wants to do that. Um, one, if that subgroup could be created with two members so that they could email back and forth, that does not constitute a meeting. But if there is three, what I recommend is that they get um, together to have those meetings and we post that um, online uh, in the appropriate time. So let me stop and just see if there's any questions so far with that. Now we got a lot of yes. uh, Recently, we have been tasked with updating the uh, COA file. Right. And uh, we've taken the old version, uh, adjusted it, updated it, and sent it out to 
what we do. We can't do business uh, without being able to do it. So sending something out to review is not a discussion. Okay. So uh, that's just like when Terry sends things out like minutes ahead of time for you all to come prepared to discuss at that. Um, what I would say to that, uh, um, Rich, is that if, if you send that out and say, here is what we discussed, here is the updated bylaws, come prepared to discuss these at the next meeting, that's, that's fine. Um, it's when you start getting that, oh, section two, category C, I don't agree with that. No, neither do I. Let's change this. And that's over email. That's where we get into problems. Okay. I think we, there's an old saying in the military, I'm sure Tony will agree. It's better to seek forgiveness than permission. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, growing up in a military family, I've heard that as well. Yeah. Um, one thing that I can say, though, is when, um, when it gets to these types of things, one of the, uh, the, the people who is ultimately responsible for this is Mr. Henry. And I do not want to have that conversation <laughs> um, you know, because it's also my responsibility as a department head. So um, we have more questions. Um, I wanted to ask, so if we are talking about our next meeting, like if there's an email about where we can have our next meeting, is that also considered a meeting because we are talking about the meeting and where it could be held? An email? It could be. It could be. So again, I, I would need a little bit more specifics about that. So are you talking about a change of location? Yeah. So what I would say is, um, what I would say is, if you can decide that prior, when you're at the meeting, when you are together, mm -hmm. it's better to do that. Um, I would not necessarily look at that as something, but it likely should come from Terry. So if there is a change of uh, venue, venue mm -hmm. let Terry send that out. And then again, if there is issues with what Terry sends out, um, don't get into a discussion about it. You know, just reply back to Terry specifically with, with your concerns and let her send something back out. Um, but it's when we get into that back and forth mm -hmm. because you know it's 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 an it's it's innocent. It really is. But it's that, that it's just that one time where you've got this email screen going about mm -hmm. right. we need to change the time, we need to change the time, and then you know somebody inadvertently goes and we need to make sure we're talking about this. And yes, this is what I researched and found out. And then all of a sudden, we're outside. Mm -hmm. yeah. So okay. a possible solution, or an incremental uh, element to the solution, is to avoid getting the button saying to file. Mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a good step. That's a good step. And it seems like it would take Terry to send us something as, a, as an awareness and leave it there. Or just respond to her because it's just your people. Yeah. So, uh, back to the bylaws, I was wondering if the uh, operating system would be that the bylaws are distributed by the district. And if you want to spend mostly particular changes that we think to make, then send them back to the 
do the club lights and continue to distribute to them again, or people can collect them from them. Would that be allowed? So, what we have done, like when we went through the inquiry bylaws recently and the code board bylaws and our advisory bylaws, essentially what we did is we sent them out and said, if you have any comment, you can either send them individually to the liaison ahead of time or come prepared to the meeting. And then what we did is at the meeting, collated all of that information so it was ready for discussion as a group. The problem is, um, that and believe me, this is not the only group I've had this discussion with because you know when we went through the bylaws with Crow's board, I had to call time out a couple of times also, uh, because there was a reply all going, here's my recommendation. I'm like, whoa, 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 well, let's not respond. And there's times where I've actually sent emails out saying, please do not respond to this email. <laughs> um, because that constitutes a moving thing. And so that's one way that you could do that. And you Terry would send something and say, respond back to me. And at the meeting, uh, she will post all of those comments so that all of the comments are. Um, but she can't send them back for the meeting so that we can see who all changes. What I, I believe what would be acceptable in that case, Mike, is that when she posts the meeting, like when she posts the agenda, um, she would have to post that if she sends it out to you all. This would be fine. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's public record. But it's just the uh, sometimes when you have so many versions of something that gets out there, it's like, you know, I think Abby and Craig joked about this. Once you put something on the website, it's there forever. So you oh, get a I lot see. of those versions that are out there. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we couldn't do that. Could, so it literally should be with one iteration. Bylaws, you guys make your comment. Tim, how about you? Do you have any questions? You're on the phone again? I do not. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I'd just like to add one caveat to what Richard said. We did, you know, always easier to ask for forgiveness. The exception was. Unless it might cost money, or or you get a legal problem. The the only other thing, and and I may be out of line uh, or out of thing here, but I did want to, uh, and I hope I'm not stealing anybody's thunder here, but I wanted to just first time that I've been with you since the board um, adopted their budget. And um, I appreciate staff's work and your all support. Um, we did get another case manager um, uh, that that position. We're working through the process of getting that person uh, ready to be brought on board uh, early in July. Uh, so that's going to be a great addition. Um, I know that we need more, uh, but this year was a very lean year, and so uh, we got two FTPs at our department and. Uh,
uh, who is now officially a division manager for senior
Well, we ended up with one more as one is more pristine. I'll just say that they would be kind of start and do the way that we wanted. But again, uh, through you know, evaluation, uh, found that it, uh, it you know, could actually come online faster. So just where it is for you, you might not know. And this is a busy slide. I apologize for that. But this is lead first. So uh, here's Dulles, uh, here's the Thurling, uh, here's the uh, Greenway coming down this way. Then this uh, big green arrow here points to where it is. So it's almost in Arcola, maybe a mile and a half or so northwest of Arcola. Uh, so very conveniently located uh, to the county. Is that off of Everson? Yes. Yes, it's, yeah. In fact, I, I'll show you uh, the, this split right here is Evergreen Mills Road. So it's uh, Henry Mills Road that sort of divides the park. Um, the, uh, and this is a beautiful park. Well, all parts are beautiful, but if you haven't been there, you really should go there. I mean, all of these are, I guess, soccer fields or uh, you know, that, that, that sort of a sport, uh, baseball field. Uh, there's uh, different kinds of pavilions. I will ask you, Mary and I were talking yesterday about the pavilions. They kind of reminded me of what I'm going to call uh, 19th century uh, railroad stations. Mm -hmm. In a good way, I'm saying it. Is that what it meant to be? Or no, it, it, it really was a. Um, one of the things that we do when we design parks is that we go in and, um, and buildings as well. You've seen this for like that. <laughs> we try to fit the design architecture of uh, of the, the buildings or the, or the um, facility itself with the surrounding communities. That's why if you go down to like Bella South uh, uh, Recreation Center, it fits with the, with the architecture mm -hmm. of that community. And here, what we found is that the surrounding community of Willisford had a lot of the stone um, and all of that, and so you see that um, uh, kind of accented with a lot of the buildings now. Well, it's beautiful. And, and again, just like with Claude Moore, if you haven't been there, I certainly suggest that you uh, go and visit. So the the new trail uh, is, and, and this is not the trail, it's actually this pond right here. Uh, the trail goes around that. And Steve told me yesterday that it's about four tenths of a mile, so a little bit longer. And then the one is far more. Um, the, the other thing I put this, all these squiggly lines here, this is a frisbee golf course. That thing is huge. Mm -hmm. It goes through all these woods and stuff. I'm like going, if you're not very accurate with that frisbee, you're going to hit a tree. Frisbee golf. 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 Frisbee
grab a quick shot. And then uh, this is, uh, if you're standing at the back of this nature center looking down that pond, um, this is a uh, one of the fishing pier. Uh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Um, this is a, an example of one of the bridges that crosses a gully here. That's already accessible. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can oh, see uh, this, uh, all the, the mesh wiring and that sort of thing. This is one of the fishing piers, uh, and there's three of them, I believe, on the on the pond. Uh, and and it's, I mean, it's totally gorgeous anyway. Um, you can see there's wildlife already there. Geese are uh, nesting here. Um, I was going to ask Steve if we could make this an alligator petting zoo. I think it just gathers, it keeps all the anything from part of the pond. Yeah, this is part of stormwater. It's an actual stormwater pond that was designed to look natural as well. So that's just a catch basin there. And then uh, the other thing that the other thing that makes this almost immediately accessible is the fact that it has a paved rail already uh, and require not very much work. And so with that, I'd like to turn it over to see what him and do a control, and then you guys can talk about you know your plans for moving forward. That's okay. Thank, thank you, Mike. Again, thanks, thanks to the COA for coming up with the um, concept of, of putting Sally's idea into uh, in reality. We're, we're excited about this, and uh, after Mike and Mark and I went and walked around Baltimore and, and really came to an understanding that this was a project that we could do and we could move forward on, um, one of the things in the 25 years that I have found is that the quicker I get out of the project, the better the project goes. And so um, I had asked Nicole, who uh, Nicole actually has been with us for a while and is the, uh, she does a lot of projects for us, but is uh, in, in reality is our accreditation coordinator. And so when you, um, when you think about our department being one of only uh, less than 200 in the country that is an accredited agency, that is due to the work and leadership of, of Nicole. And so when this project came up, um, it was another thing that I, I felt that she could work with Mark with and, and really be a great contact uh, to carry this forward. Um, and uh, as Mike mentioned earlier, right off the bat, when we started going back and looking at what we needed to do at Baltimore, um, that one is still moving forward, but there was some legislative things internal, administrative, but are going to need uh, for us to do um, because although a lot of people don't believe this, the county still has to follow the county's own process when we do things. And so uh, sometimes that takes a little bit of time. Uh, through those internal discussions, however, um, they came up with the idea of how do we get something done quickly. And that's where Nicole, um, I'm going to turn it over and welcome her and let her talk about uh, Hanson and how these two will have to go over. This is a really exciting project, and I'm very, uh, very happy to have a chance to work with my friends. It's 
should be phenomenal. So I've worked uh, already met with our planning development team. I went out to uh, meet with Sally at, at the ABC. We walked a couple trails. And so in looking at this and speaking with planning and development and seeing the complexity of the project and what we're putting into Cloudmore Park, uh, collectively, we wanted to look at an option that could be readily available uh, with some two minor adjustments. So when we um, pulled our brain power together and looking at Holland Burning Hansen, we looked at this and we could see that through some simple enhancements and looking at the recommendations that of uh, the amenities we want to add to Claudemore Park, uh, some of those we could also recreate at Hansen, and that would allow us to have that ADA accessible trail. Uh, which is phenomenal when you look at people who have ambulatory needs um, and uh, use the, the simple enhancement of that location to plant neoflora to attract more um, creatures uh, that are near to the region. And again, adding to those sensory type effects that we're going to have around this trail and pond, uh, that was something that we incredibly believe this is we can do that is immediate and to do concurrent to the project. So it should be really exciting. Um, my role in this is to make sure that we're looking at the scope and scale of the project, that we are communicating our, our timelines, our progress with you, making sure that what COA envisions, uh, as well as what moving over, we find that meeting ground and moving the project forward. So I'm really looking to that. Okay, I asked her, yeah, so right now for Holland Hansen, as well as for Conmore Park, we will be looking at creating these sensory stations around the pond, and those would be uh, coupled with some um, sitting spaces to allow people to rest and in the shade, maybe even um, a deviation into the woods where it's a more quiet reserve of the space, and you can either do your nature bathing. Um, to just enjoy the nature that is around you, or um, perhaps it's just an area to kind of escape from the, the busyness that might be around. Uh, there's also looking at the option of having some sort of a natural component that would be a life-size structure, a toad, or a, a you know, fox prints. Uh, things that would be at different heights for people who may have vision impairments could actually touch and feel these. They're also just allowing everybody to jump from that access to nature and get a feeling for you know, what is a frog, what is a tadpole, what is um, what does a deer print look like, and really inspire the interaction with nature that we do this into the trail. Mike, if I could ask you to go back a couple of slides for the map So on the one thing here I just wanted to highlight is there is this. I'm sorry. So around the pond is is the trail that Nicole was talking about. Talking about, but then from here at the visitor center. There also is an offshoot, and this trail that comes up through here, all the way up to this parking lot, goes through. It's completely forested, but it's paved, mm -hmm. and so that's another option for you know if you come down to go around the sensory trail, but you also want to extend your time or whatnot. It's a very wide, paved, level trail that goes up, and what's 
ahead of me is this green area up here. Um, excuse me, this one right here is is our first um, wooded dog park. So uh, when you think of dog parks, almost all of them that you see are just fences around the grass area. What we did, and we have one of those, but up here, what we did is we just fenced in forested area of the park and it's amazing to watch the dogs and how different they are from the from the grass area up here in the forest area in the grass area they're just sniffing one another and wanting to play with the other dogs up here they're actually exploring they're jumping over logs and they're doing what dogs naturally do so we did that on purpose we kept that forest it's just something cool to watch up there it's all enclosed but i just wanted to point out that there is an offshoot that you can go up and it's completely uh, it's shaded, uh, mature trees up through there, and you do get a, a sense of, um, kind of like you do at Coral Moor, um, you disappear when you're on that kind of an oasis. So there's bathrooms at, um, there's bathrooms at the visitor center, okay, and then if the lodge is open, there is, but one of the things that we have talked about internally is for advertisement of this um, particular trail, we would always advertise to the park at the nature center, not at the lodge, because this is a wedding venue and an event venue, and so from day to day it changes, uh, you may have 250 people down there, and so just trying to keep away from that, so the nature center. Yep, there is, uh, okay. Okay. There is okay. uh, things up there, and you'll see all over um, the different areas. It's, uh, uh, this this particular park, when we were doing punch list on it, I think there was the number was 43 structures that had to be punched out, whether that be restroom facility, an office, um, some type of building that, that had to be uh, punched list. So, 17 bowl fields and home buildings. So this this yeah. one was actually we 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 opened this last this year has been crazy. We've had what six different four five or six things that we've opened. This one um right after it got open um started getting that. And the park as a tournament venue. Um, this park was on the cover of the Virginia Recreation and Park Society magazine that just came out. It was even featured in the Washington Post magazine. A place in Northern Virginia to go. So it's uh, it is a, a very very cool um, thing. And this big circle that you have down here is the first capital project for the construction of a cricket pitch. So it's one of the only it's one of the only lighted cricket pitches in the Northern Virginia area. So if you uh, if you've never watched cricket, uh, I encourage you to go down there. It's, uh, it's, it's very interesting. So there is pickleball. There is pickleball. There's pickleball on both sides. So you know, believe me, I have learned that anything that opens. Yeah. So there's pickleball on both sides. Uh, um, and this right here, this is the last thing I'll mention about this park. I know I'm. No, no, no. This skate park right here. If if you uh, if you're a skater, 
um, or if you like to watch it. Uh, it's a very, very unique skate park that actually was designed by the same uh, designer um, that designed and built the skate park over in Tokyo for the Olympics. Oh, oh, so came over and, and designed this one for us. So it's, it's very, very, um, that was one of our biggest challenges during construction because that concrete was poured early and we had daily people in there I'm imagining taking a couple of people that I know well, a place like that. Um, I'm assuming that your restrooms are accessible. Yes. And that apart from the dog parks, dogs are on each. That is correct. Wonderful. It's just sometimes somebody I'm thinking of is extremely unsteady and if they got bumped, they fall in there. So that's so actually it. Oh, they do. They do, and it's, uh, and I've got a 110 pound lad who likes to do it, so <laughs> wow. keep him on the leash as well. It's actually a county ordinance in parks um, that, uh, that they, they must be on a leash and under control. I, I tell the story when I was down at Paul Gore back in 97, 98, where I walked out one time and, and said, you know, sir, you have to have your dog on the leash, and he said, well, it is on the leash. Had a leash on, but was like, no. So there is water fountains around, and one of the neat things here also is up here in the center. Uh, this is what we call the championship complex. These are two artificial turf fields, and they've got stadium seating. And then behind that, you should go and look at this playground. The playground is built into a hillside. So as opposed to slides being elevated, it's like it's kind of like in the old days where you would slide down a hill and you're Ooh. sliding down a hill. And then you've got these animal uh, things that are all throughout the playground. Um, and then over here is a splash pad. So in about six weeks, we'll open that splash pad okay. up. And it's just Drinking a, one. Yeah, they're uh, all over. Okay. They're all over. Even that area. Yeah. Uh -huh. okay. yeah. Yeah. What about you mentioned picnic? Um, is there pavilions. any picnic areas or pavilions at this time? Or? So, yeah, there is, there's pavilions scattered throughout. Throughout so, the so person yeah. can actually just like, take some lunch or something. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, if if you want to reserve the pavilions for an outing, there's a way that you can um, call in to reserve those. But if nobody is there, people are sitting there eating all the time. And if there's uh, if you're not lining up pavilions, is there just scattered tables? Um, not necessarily no. tables per se. So, but there's enough of the pavilions around. Humorous thought came to mind as you were describing northern dog park in the woods. We thought about importing squirrels. Oh, I think the squirrels are fine. I know that we, at the Fulmore Park now, the Heritage Farm is in as a fee. Are there any fees, any place? So if if you are um, like for example taking a particular class in the uh, in in like the nature center, or if you're obviously holding a wedding in the lodge, or or renting one of the fields, 
there is. But you can go in and enjoy the park. There's no fee for that. Um, you can go in and play disc golf. Uh, there's no fee for that. No, but we, no. we already have uh, we already have had several disc golf tournaments uh, where they rent the facility and, and run a tournament there. Um, and so drop in pickleball, drop in is pretty early. Mm -hmm. Bring your own. Uh, is there like trails and things? So there there is biking throughout the park. Um, uh, some of the the trails are are not designed for bikes. Mm -hmm. Um, but you do see a lot of people cutting through. Are kitty cats allowed? <laughs> Are kitty cats allowed if you don't have them? Okay, but sometimes like to ride in little carriers. Yeah, so you can put them in those little bubble carriers. I'm sorry I went down that rabbit hole, but it's part of what we're talking about, and, and it's just an overall experience that, uh, that you have there. So. So one of the things that we do with our with our picnic pavilions is typically we have um, uh, at least one table in the areas that has the ability to um, uh, approach the table with are there grills? I know up in Clearbrook, like some people bring their own grills, and yeah, some we, people we have them. Uh, people bringing grills. I know. Uh, they, simply because we've had so many issues with charcoal. Yeah, I was going to be a liability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so bringing it back to the trail, a couple of the other sensory type uh, amenities that we're looking at having uh, dealt with visual or audio type senses. And so for audio, there's the opportunity to put in passive listening devices. Uh, if anybody, they do it even to like a discovery zone to make science yeah. play play to get the cons, putting those at different heights so different people can experience listening to nature in strategic spaces, uh, but also looking at interpretive signage, uh, signage that may have braille uh, to ensure that those vision impairments can also view what is on, on the signage. Um, we also, it's opening up some programmatic opportunities that staff can begin to look at as far as creating audio recordings throughout the seasons so that they're readily available for members of the public. Um, and there's some other things that cost some dollar signs attached to it that I will talk to Steve at a different point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really, it's, it's, it's very exciting. A lot of staff members are coming forward with research, with innovative ideas, and this is all something that you will be a part of and helping us kind of sort through in what is our pathway forward to create these uh, sensory trails throughout the county. So to close this out, he talks about the big picture, but the things that are most important is there are two stoplights here, one right here and one right here. So it's easy to get in and out, though Evergreen Mills is kind of busy sometimes. So kudos to you guys for that. Mike, did you send that, uh, that graphic to us? I'm going to send it to Terry and she can distribute it. Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you all. We don't have anyone today. She didn't respond to me. So. Yes, that's what I meant to say. Yes, no Jessica today. But I sent out the report that Laura had sent previously. Yes. Bye. Nice meeting you. Okay. Everybody take a quick look at the minutes. Kim? Yeah. Kim? Kim? Yeah. Do you need me to call her again? Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Casual aside, too, Terry, is that in the agenda you have the May 9th meeting, not a meeting. Uh, you know, oh, it's a, sort of, oh. a social event. Oh, yeah. 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 Celebration at the Leesburg Senior Center. We the time group. That. That, that is the same date that we would have our May meeting. So with the last meeting we talked about. Here's a flyer. Yes, the time group. We're talking there. about uh, doing away with that meeting. That just, yeah. I think that's a really good idea. I sadly was not able to do that. No. Okay, so we got the approval. And uh, I guess I'll go right into my, give us a couple things here. Um, yeah, that one thing was about meetings, and uh, we're going to talk later on about our calendar for the year, what we're, what we're going to be doing. Um, I'm going to be at the uh, Senior Center in Leesburg on Friday this week. They're having the uh, volunteer recognition uh, ceremony there, which I'm uh, invited to attend. It's quite happy. It's a... Uh, <laughs> And it's, it's, it's amazing when you it, it, just all the things that go on in these senior centers. Mm -hmm. uh, there is another I have an event coming up the 26th of April of something at the Ashburn Recreation. Anybody forget? I let's see what the 26th, 26th. Yeah. Some, the Ashburn Recreation Center. Yeah. The 25th is they're having a topping out ceremony. Yeah, 25. I must have yeah. Where? Topping out ceremony. Ashburn Senior Center. 3 o'clock I have it. Ashburn Recreation. Yeah. What is it? What is it? What's topping out? What's the topping? What's topping out? No, no, it's a topping out. Putting the roof on. 
Now there is it's it's that piece that holds the roof that you know for people that they um, and and I'm probably you probably should have asked Steve because he would be able to succinctly tell you what it is. I've been to a couple of, but it is that um, piece of steel that you sent that is holding the roof on the building, and people get a chance to sign it, and the contractors, everybody's there. And talk about you know talk about what's happening and then as you're standing there a crane actually put it in for oh, the place it's a real it's it's really a really interesting ceremony if you've never been to one. yes yeah. now i i've been to a lot in germany to have the thing every tree and you open a keg of beer something else <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a it's a final finalization yeah And then they can't make it. 
um, and they let us know, and we will send them. Okay. So register and then. Okay. And we can contact you. For instance, uh, a little late to register for today's event. We can contact you and ask. If you like the recording afterwards, yeah, please. Because that's the one I want. Okay. All right. And just to okay. finish up with that, Steve did um, announce that we did get our case management position. So we're very, very happy for that. Yes. Um, and in addition, we also have a new part time temporary grant funded position that we'll be working with our WICAP Medicare counseling program. Um, this is a short-term grant that lasts two years, but anyway, it'll be starting, it's a little complex, but her name is Laurel Thomas and she's one of our WICAP volunteers and she'll be starting this week working with our WICAP program. So we're very happy about that. That's it for me, other than bylaws. I'll give you the update when we get to that. Okay. Uh, let's go around the table. Uh, let me start with our newest members. Welcome. Hello. Hello. No comment. Myself, maybe hook up with the boys and then do everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're invited to any meetings that, um, that come down to the senior center. Yeah, yeah. 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 Intelligently call and say, I'd like to come. Yeah, whenever, just let me know, or you can call and we'll get it on the calendar. Well, are they supposed to know? Yeah, 
Aren't they posted on the calendar? Um, we just we just did our our um, website, so I can send that. I don't know if we even posted because it's kind of up to us to put everything out there, and that's what we're like we're learning that process and how that works now. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I can when we get it all the way, you know, together. I'll absolutely send. That. I'm thinking that'll just take us a couple of weeks. And it's usually in the newsletter. Yeah, it is. Do you guys have the, the newsletter for the Ashburn? Yes, Ashburn does a good job. Yeah, okay, yeah. And also, we, yeah, we're all free to join our local senior center and they give you calendar. Oh, yeah. Coming out. yeah. But yeah, but please. Were you talking about a meeting of the whole group? It could be the advisory board, board and you can attend the advisory board meeting and, you know. So we can do that on just individual. Yeah. 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 Or collect, as a collect, whatever works. Thanks. Let us know. Other than that, that's all I have. So, yeah, I think that it's a great idea that each commissioner should join his uh, senior center that they are um, responsible for. Um, and, you know, membership is very inexpensive, and that way you get. All the scheduling, all the you know everything that's going on there. I think that's a great idea. I'm a little confused as far as commissioners going to other senior centers that they're not the representative of. It shouldn't. It's not a problem. But they shouldn't be giving giving advice to that senior center or uh -uh. or anything like that because they they the representatives respond. Have they done that? Um, it could be a suggestion, be a suggestion yeah, yeah. to I think to the representatives uh, to bring up. Oh sure. Uh, I don't think it's that there's any malice in forethought in someone uh, a commissioner attending. A membership at one senior center constitutes membership at all seniors. Right, that's different. Going to the senior center maybe to do an activity or take place in an okay. activity, but as no. far as actually giving uh, advice or representation to that senior center, it should be the representative. Oh, sure. And uh, so if I were to attend Bellum South and I would say, is there anything on your mind? And if they said yes, this is it, then I would pass that. That's it. I think right. Just go and there as long as it's yeah. passed to the representative. Yeah. 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 Go there. To deal with that. Go there with our ears open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise, you know, each of us, each of us actually differently on what we expect or want. Mm -hmm. And so, for a different commissioner to go to a representative um, senior center does. To me, does not work. Understood. Each person should stay in their lane. Well, you're actually talking about the advisory board. The advisory board meeting, and not just going to the senior. No, you can go to the senior right. center, but you shouldn't be giving like advice to the no. staff and the no, management and whatnot. Who would do that? Now to the advisory board. Yeah, it's really good. Since that one can go back and say, hey, did you know at this other place they're doing that? It's information sharing. It's yeah, information, yeah. information sharing is fine. I don't mind that. As long as it's given to the 
representative. That's what I mean. But so that like if you guys have an issue with something, then I would go back to Dulles and say, hey, you know, this is what they said. What do you think? Or yeah. what do you want to do? You know, or um, yeah, yeah, or just I mean, I really want to just get a feel for what it is. Right, right. Okay. Oh wait, I'm, sorry. I'm not I'm sorry. done. Okay. Um also I, I was wondering, I was gonna uh, ask Stephen, I forgot. Does the county take care of? I know that Loudoun County at some at some point, and maybe it's not as bad anymore. There was like a tick issue. And are our parks treated by the county? Mm -hmm. You know, I would think so, yeah. but we have to check. Yeah, we just have yeah. to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I know they're yeah. familiar with ticks. I would, yes. I would think that, that and those new bugs. Spotted, spotted lantern flies. There's yeah, a yeah. there's a poster out front of the building. Okay, all right. And then um, something I noticed the other day, and I just thought I, I would bring it up. It was kind of irritating. Um, a friend and I decided to stop at a supermarket. Supermarkets now have this complicated method of not like just flipping coupons from a uh, digitally. Or going to their website and seeing what's on sale. And they started where now you have to pre-check out. Or in order to get the better price, you have to actually be able to function. They know how to do their digital. Yeah. Loaded, loaded in the app. Yeah. Both yep. of us are highly educated women. And it took 25 minutes to get out of that line. We finally called one of the managers and said to them, your digital coupons do not work. And I said to them, for someone that's a senior citizen, this is going to be extremely difficult to deal with because you have three levels of pricing. And if you don't know how to do each level, you're not going to get the best deal, number one. And number two, it's frustrating for someone. And so tell us what we're doing wrong. And then he says, oh, it doesn't work in self-service. Well, why don't you have signs that say that? Uh, they don't really okay. want you to get the good stuff. No. no. So you're not going to get the good price. You're not going to get the sale price. They should just mark it down they there at the store and don't have to worry with coupons. I mean, how many senior citizens are going to be able to deal with that? They're not going to carry one of these. You know, so yeah. I was very excited about that. You know, you have to think of senior citizen population. A lot of them do basics on their telephone or on their computer. They're not going to know how to go into three levels of discount for for a store. So I thought I'd bring that up. I, I might go and work with our management on this because mm -hmm. I think they need to simplify it more. <laughs> that was that particular one was Safeway. That's the hardest. Giant now does digital coupons also. Martin's does. So and who does Martin's and Winchester? They're owned oh. by Giant or one of the yeah. other. So it's, like if I you don't do know it. how you're stuck paying, gosh, maybe 40, 50 cents more for an object, yeah. you know, or maybe a dollar more. The prices have gone up and people are too much. Absolutely yeah. too much. So I, I just think that we have to simplify that. So if, that's if all that, I do. Something like that be sent to all of the locally just there is a problem using the iPhone. Yep, we'll put it on our list as yeah, something else. <laughs> yeah, all they have to do is post it. If you need help with this, go to the service desk. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of these folks that carry a, a smartphone, right. um, my 
parents in their late 80s have them, but they both have decided that they don't want a phone that's smarter than they are. <laughs> you know? And they have master's degrees. I'm representing the Algonquian area, fortunately. Uh, Linda Silverman is also uh, attuned to what is going on at the Cascade Senior Center. One event that is coming up is a uh, talent contest, a, a talent display on the April 26th. Yeah. And uh, uh, included in that is the ukulele group sponsored at Ashburn. Ooh, oh, I think it's a 21st. 
why uh, it's escaping my mind now too. I forgot what it was. Um, is there a fee for your service? <laughs> He's very good. I'll, I'll vouch for him. He's excellent. Well, that comes under volunteer. Okay. Yeah, and he does a great job. Excellent job. And you also do the volunteer recognition. Yes. About a lion. I know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what his secrets are. Well, uh, it, they're simultaneously working on both of them, but because much more work has to be done, I'm far more. The first one that would come online would be Calvary. No, they haven't yet. They're still in the planning stages. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, one thing is so nice about this is. You can do the whole park on the whole trail already. With the quad more, uh, there were some areas where you wouldn't want to go into. And so I'm talking about what's this other And so what they were going to do with quad more was just take a section of the trail and do it first. And so then they would eventually work around. But with this one, open already. And so now we'll just see enhancements to it. As time goes on. So I think that's really mm -hmm. You know, we're so fortunate. Loudoun County is so beautiful. Um, every time I go to a board meeting at a different location, I, they keep it clean. Uh, the landscaping is gorgeous. It makes you just feel wonderful driving around, mm -hmm. you know. Well, we are fortunate in that respect. And like the, the paving and everything looks in good condition. I don't think it's going to do any work, really. Looks oh, like there? No. Well, it just opened, mm -hmm. as he was saying, it's tall. It's going to be yeah. really, really good because of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on to old business. And uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about was the upcoming meeting dates for this, uh, this year. As we know, uh, the May meeting is now, uh, everyone's invited to an older Americans month chime in ceremony uh, at the Leesburg Senior Center. And we're, the way I understand it, uh, AA is going to have a table there, and uh, we're allowed to be there, and, and, and sitting at the table, but no more than two. <laughs> but then we get into the freedom of information act. So everybody's invited, and uh, so we take turns sitting at the table. Just you know, make sure there's only two chairs We've had that kind of discussions before, but bring up the calendar so there is uh, we discussed I think uh, two dates and, and I'm not sure what do you call it when you're not you call it an open meeting that that's not the right description you call it a skipped meeting what's the right I, I don't know if there's or you just leave it off the calendar but I'm not sure no we just put no meeting I go on the no so anyway so we know that the county uh, 
boards and commissions and everything skips off. So that one's kind of automatic. And then the second one, uh, we didn't discuss having or, or not having a meeting in December, a bad month, Christmas coming mm -hmm. up, and everything. So, um, and then as far as the calendar goes, I think we would just say that all the other meetings are posted until we make some change on the commission, right? So, just like this May meeting, it was already posted on the website for the property. So, there's a calendar in the, the master calendar. Has all the meetings posted, and unless we change it and Terry changes it, yes, I go in and put no meeting. Line. Yes, so I'm assuming that we drop the meeting. No, I just need to go in and do that, and then it posts seven days prior to the meeting, is okay. the way it goes. So, um, I would like to propose a, a motion, uh, that uh, and I'm, I'm just going to say it first and then maybe make the motion. You guys got the words, but I'd like to make a motion basically that we leave open or unscheduled. Uh, a meeting in August and a meeting in December, and then Terry can finalize those dates on the calendar as being unscheduled. I make a motion for that. Okay. Who second? Who seconded? Okay. No discussion. Okay. Okay. Take a vote. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed. Everybody seemed to be in agreement. So. Okay. I had one more scheduling question. What can we do with the summit weather? We just cancel if it's bad weather? Yeah, we'll if schools are closed. School if they're closed, then you all don't meet. Okay. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, where are we with the Bible? Yep. I can probably save us some time on that. Mm -hmm. um, Sorry to be going back and forth. We're kind of learning as we're going with the bylaws. And Terry, Deborah, and I hope to get um, some clarification. If not by the end of this week, by next right. week, it will, we're talking with one of the county admin person who organizes all of the bylaws. Um, and we're hoping it's just a simpler process than we were envisioning. She is going to take a look at the suggestions that you all made, and Terry collated and Put on the word document she's going to look at them see what can go in or if there's anything that maybe we just have to change a little differently or um, and she'll let me know how how we go about it from there do we need to look at that document that was made and vote on it or do we need to revert a couple things um, and then take it from there uh, we may or may not have to schedule a special meeting to vote we're hoping not um, it may be something that just is put in if it's already a cop county policy, such as the virtual meetings. Um, you may not have to vote on it because it's already a policy, or perhaps it doesn't go in there. But she's going to give us a little more direction on that. She's out the next few days at a conference. Um, but I did submit to her the suggestions that you all made, and she'll take a look at it, give me feedback, and then I'll let you know how we proceed from there. So there's nothing we have to discuss or go over today. Hopefully, she'll just review it and let us know exactly how to proceed, and we'll take it from there. What was the date that they needed in that? It depends. If there's significant changes, they have to go to a couple of county levels. Um, if they're just grammatical changes, they don't. So yes. it just depends which she feels, which direction it has to go. 
if there's significant changes to bylaws, it has to go to first the finance, finance. committee is the first approving body. And from there, it then goes to the board of supervisors. Um, so there is a timeline for that, but she's she's got a tight rein on it, and she'll make sure that we get it exactly when we need it. Right, right, right. Yep, and she'll she'll let me know how we proceed with that without having a meeting in May and how to go about it and what needs to be actually voted on or not and how to best phrase it and put it into the new county required mm -hmm. template. And then we'll get to it. We do know one thing though, based on the Freedom of Information Act, if we can't vote on it unless it's announced as a meeting. Right, and right, so, that's right. And if, but there's no pressure on any, I mean, the, the right. county's not saying, hey, you guys gotta get something to it by October or something. No. I mean, there is and a deadline. There, is yet. A, yeah. right. <laughs> there are some deadlines that we do have to get them in, but not worried, we'll right. get it we're, taken we're, care we're, of. We're, yeah, okay. you know, it could be a simple process or much simpler than maybe I was envisioning. We'll get it taken care of, no problem, but I'll get more concrete information and All right. get, it, get it taken care of. Is there anything that the city presentation? No, he also had the synopsis of what you were all suggesting, but um, you can add to, to our uh, contacts information or contacts discretion as how to proceed. Uh, our next meeting is the uh, 13th of June. Mm -hmm. Right in this very same room. Mm -hmm. any, any other comments? I think we're coming out of here. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Thank you. And we don't have a budget. No, we don't have a budget. They're just talking about a. Yeah, no, that's. We're all we're all we're fully funded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was sitting here and I said, let me Google topping out ceremony oh, so I can uh, tell you exactly <laughs> what it means. <laughs> it says the ceremony occurs when the final structure structural beam is raised into place, completing the building frame. So that, but and most of the time, people sign it, autograph the beam before it goes, before it's um, put in place. Yeah, it's cool. Final, final touch. Yeah. So that's what a topping and topping record. Yeah. I just good. I right. think I got everything. Uh, looking for a motion. Yes, motion, motion. Second. Second. Favor. Aye. Aye. Opposed. Great meeting, folks. Thank you very much. Thank you. Maybe we can start. Our